Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 31. So Brooke, we've all heard that oxygen mask analogy, um, the one that says you have to look after yourself before you look after anyone else. Yet the vast majority of us especially women, we really struggle to find what I, and I admit a bit cringingly, call me time. I don't know why I hate that term, Mm. but I can't think of any other way, uh, any other words to use. But, um, and when I say me time, I'm talking that time for ourselves to do something that is for us only. So, you know, it's a hobby or it's just something that allows us to take time out from all the other roles that we have in our life, be that parent, spouse, worker, friend, sibling, etc. It's those kind of opportunities where we get to just be mm. and be ourselves. Um, so, Brooke, why do you think we find it so hard to do those things, the things that are just for us as individuals, given we know they make us better people and they allow us to fulfil all those other roles that we have in our life better? <laughs> Big question again. <laughs> <laughs> just one day I'd love for you to just serve yeah. it to me, <laughs> you know, like underarm. <laughs> just a nice gentle little. <laughs> oh, I love a sporting analogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the first and last you'll ever hear from me. Um, I think that <laughs> I, I, for me, I can't speak to anyone else, but I, I think that overwhelmingly it's got to do with guilt and selfishness like I, I I worry even though I'm aware of the fact that spending time like you know, filling my cup to you know use an <laughs> overused analogy that makes me feel a bit cringy uh, I, I if I spend time doing those things I know that I'm generally happier generally less stressed generally more fulfilled and content but I still can't quite shake that feeling that, first of all, I should be able to do without it, you know, that sort of superhero syndrome thing. And I think that's tied in with the idea of feeling guilty that I'm taking time for myself away from my family, my friends, my work, um, you know, the house, whatever it is. So I think that's that's really the essence of it. And like, I've been thinking about this a bit, knowing that we were talking about this today, and I come from like a long line, and I've, we've mentioned it before, of copers, you know, women, yeah. particularly the women in my family, just get stuff done. Like they don't, they don't wallow, they don't kind of bemoan their lot, they just get stuff done. And while that is like a really fantastic trait in many instances, it also means that we don't have a lot of patience for kind of, um, which is sort of funny, kind of navel-gazing. <laughs> considering who I am, obviously the black sheep of the family. Uh, Yeah, so I think that to me, I guess, so I guess all that to say that I grew up with a whole host of women who scoffed at the idea of me time and not in a a judgmental sort of way, but in a I don't need it, I'm coping, I'm fine kind of way. But I think looking at that more deeply, that's because they viewed this idea of me time as – like a luxury, and I don't just mean a luxury as in they didn't have the opportunity for it, but like a luxurious use of time, like pampering yeah. and weekends away and really kind of 
big things. They didn't really view the idea of sitting down outside having a cup of tea for five minutes by yourself as me time. But I actually think that that's absolutely a much more achievable form of me time and pretty much all that I'm going to aim for in, you know, in some days because I certainly am not going to go and get a massage or go and have a pedicure or go for a weekend away, uh, you know, very often. So I think there's a whole spectrum of me time. And the reason that I've always carried this kind of chip on my shoulder about it is because I grew up visualising me time as something kind of over the top and it's not and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I find that so interesting because I actually come from from that, you know, your upbringing, I, I come from a different angle. Like my mum, very capable person, very organised person, um, worked, had, well, you know, and had five kids as well. But um, she never had this martyrish thing going and, oops, sorry to label your family. martyrs. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it, I mean, this martyrish thing is endemic in society and certainly in the circles I run in. Um, but she never had that thing of, yeah, uh, of not ever taking time out for herself, you know, because she was too busy looking after everyone else. Like she just kind of just did it. So I did have that example growing up, yet. Once I became a grown-up and certainly once I had kids, I had to really, um, like my first my first kind of um, instinct was, no, I can't do that thing because that is overindulgent. Mm. And I had to really kind of remind myself, hang on a minute, no way. Like this thing that you want to do, this time that you want to take for yourself is really, really important. It's important to you being who you are because I do think um, and I guess maybe certainly when I was before I became a mum, one thing I was really paranoid above about was losing who I was as a person and just becoming someone's mum. Mm. And it's really ironic because now that I'm two people's mum, I kind of really love you know, being Jaden's mum and me as mum, I kind of get a real kick out of it. But maybe that is because I have also managed to hold on to a lot of the things that are just for me. So that, you know, I run, um, I do CrossFit, I write, and these are all things that nobody else in my house does. I'm not sharing them with anyone. I'm not a good sharer. I'm, I'm like the oldest of five kids. I don't share very well. <laughs> just ask my husband um and I really really love these kind of little things that I get to do every day that I don't have to share with anybody um but like what I'm saying is I grew up with the example that this is what you do you you do take that time out for yourself but I still found it really hard Mm. to do because I felt like society was telling me that is completely indulgent what you're doing there and selfish like once you have do you reckon it's a once you have kids thing probably um I mean I don't don't know my 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 perspective is of like someone's mum now so I don't really know I I certainly didn't feel like that before I had kids um like I, I had hobbies and was quite happy to do things like for myself and by myself before we had kids now I think but it's partly just time first yeah of all. I guess that's the big thing isn't it it's just we've all got so much going on 
Exactly. And I think, you know, had my my work life been more demanding before I had kids, maybe I would have felt differently. I had really, like a really easy job before I had kids. <laughs> I really didn't have to work very hard at all. Uh, and, you know, so I had lots of time. Um, and we lived in the inner suburbs and I had a really short commute and all that kind of stuff. So we had a lot more time uh, to ourselves then. So I don't necessarily know that it's to do with, with kids, but for me that was that was definitely like the turning point. Uh, and it was partly time, partly like the idea of not being a good enough parent if, you know, I'm taking time for myself, which is the exact opposite for me is actually true. I'm a much better parent when I allow myself that time. Uh, you know, and I'm much like my, my you know, my sisters and my mum and her mum and her sisters and where I, I don't need big indulgent kind of experiences in order to feel like I'm having me time. Like I mentioned before, just sitting down and having a cup of tea for yeah. five minutes is absolutely – like it recharges me, you know. And as a like a hardcore introvert, I do need quiet time. I need time, uh, you know, just where I can rattle around in my own head. And even if it's while the kids are out at school or on the weekend and I'm at home doing housework. Yeah. Like that to me is me time, you know. So I, I don't – for me it just doesn't have to be a big thing but I still have to fight for that. I still have to beat down that voice saying, you know, like that martyrish kind of voice saying you should be able to do it without, without having this time for yourself. But, I, I mean, for example, things like reading for me, like that's a non-negotiable. Even when my kids were really little and I was like a, a zombie, <laughs> I read. That was my one thing that I did. And gardening as well has always been something that I love doing. And I, I've just, that's like brushing my teeth. Yeah. For me, it just has to happen in every single day, even if it's just like a wander through the garden when I'm hanging out the clothes for one minute. That sort of stuff is, is recharging for me. So I think once I made that shift mentally from the idea of me time being some kind of indulgent, often expensive thing yeah. that you know really didn't appeal to me in the first place to things that fill me up, then that's sort of where I started to re-engage with the idea of, of me time, even though I really hate the term. I really do. No, we need to think of it. Yeah, I hate <laughs> like I hate filling your up. I, I even hate like self-care. Same. I don't hate self-care, but I I just think, I feel like there's a better term for it. We just have to come up for it. I think because all these, I think the reason we don't like them is because they all evoke um, selfish. Yeah, exactly. We all like hear me those time, You know, me, me, yeah. me. It's all me, me, me. Yeah. That, that makes or it self. feel. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. And so if you're yeah. listening and you have a suggestion for a better, like, term for self-care or me time, please tell us because I will absolutely adopt it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is, it's the selfishness thing that will we, so many of us have to uh, find it so hard to get past. Mm. Um, I do like... Um, the distinction that you made there or the, the kind of mental shift that most people have to make and the, for that first one being that these little bits of me time, <laughs> I can't be able to say it now, um, but these, like, they don't have to be these big outlandish things that you have to do. Like they can be these tiny little moments in each and every day. Um, and I think the other thing, we have to get our heads around. Like I, the thing that I've always really struggled with is the feeling of stealing. Like mm. if I take time for myself, 
then it's highly likely that I'm stealing time from my husband yeah. uh, who doesn't get to spend a lot of one-on-one time with me or I'm stealing time from my kids who also, you know, they're at school and they're at daycare all day. So they don't get to have heaps of time with me as well. So I think that's the th- – and so now my, most regular listeners of this podcast will know by now that I get up at 4.15 in the morning um, and – that's the main reason I do that is because that time of the day, I'm not stealing time from anybody um, and I'm not even stealing sleep from myself because I'm going to bed at 8.30 every night. <laughs> um, and, and that's kind of just how I've found my way to it because before that it was, you know, I'd have to go out in the afternoon or I was trying to write in the evening after the kids went to bed. So Aunt would be, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV, little lonely figure on the couch. Um, and, and really all he wants to do is for me to sit there with him and watch TV. Um, so, yeah, I every time I did something for myself, it was very hard to fight that guilty feeling. Mm. But yeah, but once I started getting up really, really early and doing all my stuff for myself in the morning, first of all, it meant that I was guaranteed I was going to get that time to myself every single day, which just makes me a better person. But two, like there is no guilt attached to that stuff. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just brilliant. And like, I know this is not a solution for the vast majority of the population, people who like being in bed in the early hours of the morning. Um, it's quite cold at 4.15 a.m. in Perth in winter. Um, but, I, yeah, I do know if there are people out there who are kind of morning people and they're thinking, like, where do I find this time? Well, that that might be the way to do it, it to just find it guilt-free. That mm. That's the main thing I find is the guilt gets in the way of everything rather than I think what a lot of people, t- you know, all the magazine articles tell us is, you shouldn't feel guilty for trying to do this. You should just get over it and go do it. And I kind of almost think, well, it's asking a bit much of people to just switch off guilt because yeah. it's so hardwired into us. So if there's a way to just simply do things without having the guilt, that's an, that to me is an easier path to finding that time. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm a, I, I sway in my early rising situation, but I'm always getting up early just to grab some time. Sometimes it's five minutes before yep. everyone else is up. Sometimes it's two hours. But uh, that that is like perfect guilt-free time that I can spend doing whatever I want, you know. Um, the other thing that I think is important to note, though, is that there are seasons in life. Yep. Like going back seven years ago when our first – daughter was born it was all I could do to sit down and have five minutes to myself uh you know every day yeah and that was it that was my sanity uh now that both my kids are at school and my schedule has in some ways opened up more like I've got more time that is time that I can decide what to do with rather than be at the mercy of two small people all the time I can add things to that you know like I've just started going back to the gym I'm doing yoga I get up early and I either meditate or write or something like that. But that's not – that wouldn't have been feasible for me even three years ago. So I think it's also important to kind of acknowledge that you do what you can with what you've got. 
you know, yeah. and, and look for ways to find more pockets of time if you feel like you need it, but also just, you know, do the best with what with what's on offer and try and feel content with it, understanding that there are, there are seasons, there's going to be ups and downs in all of these kind of, this kind of, you know, area of life. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember, I think it was when, well, it was in the dark days <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when, you know, Jaden had, was freshly born. I was deep, deep, deep in overwhelm and stress trying to run my very rapidly growing business. And back then in that particular season of life, my me time was the 10-minute shower I had in the morning and sorry to the environment for <laughs> that long shower, but it really, really saved me. Um, but, you know, that 10 minutes in the shower was just this pocket of bliss for me in a day that was just every single day was completely on the edge, but that time in the shower was like this little oasis in my day and then and then at night before I went to bed like once I got into bed at night I'm not one of those people that can put my head on the pillow and go to sleep no matter how tired I am so I would at least have kind of half an hour of reading time before mm-hmm. I fell asleep so those two things I reckon like so I persisted through probably 18 months of really really severe stress and overwhelm and the reason I reckon I got through that long period of time Um, operating as I did was because I had like those kind of two little tiny pockets each day that was just my little time where it was just me Mm. like no one was trying to talk to me no one was I didn't have to think about anything but myself in those little pockets Um, of course now I have much much I have hours of a day where I get to decide what I get to do with my time Um, and I look back on that time and shudder a little bit and go whoo 20, 25 minutes per day of me time. That's yeah. not a lot. But that's what most people have these days because that's... Well, I think the vast majority of people aren't, don't have the, the benefit of either being self-employed or working from home or, you know, having yeah. having different uh, areas of flexibility that you and I have. So, yeah, I agree with you that, like, that doesn't feel like a lot even when that's all you have. But if you can kind of make the most of it, which is what you and I both have done and, you know, now it looks a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, when people sort of ask me, I don't – like I can't find the time, I don't have the time, it doesn't need to look like anything other than sitting quietly for a couple of minutes. You don't have to meditate or anything like that. You can sit and read a book or read the newspaper or, you know, whatever. Like whatever it is, whatever it is that appeals to you in that time, like you don't need to make it look – I don't know, spiritual or, um, you know, meditative or anything. It could just, yeah. And I think in some instances it's just a mindset shift too. Mm. Like I never used to feel like doing household chores was me time. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of when I started to realise that I actually quite enjoyed the piece, even that my hands were busy, my brain could wander, you know, or I could listen yeah. to a podcast or listen to some music and, uh, you know, that in itself could be restorative. Like it's not as relaxing as sitting down reading a book with a cup of coffee but it's still something, you know, and, and I think that that helped me as well in those years where it wasn't feasible to, to grab a lot of time. I think the other thing that I, I realised while we were talking that like, part of my issue with the idea of me time used to be like, it felt like such an entitled thing and I think yeah. that's going back to what I was talking about with my family who like 
that was by no means a criticism of them at all because they all have learnt to take me time. It just they wouldn't have considered having a cup of tea in the sun as me time. They would have considered that as just like what they had to do to get through the day. Um, yeah. You know, so when I finally stopped listening to the words that they were like that they had used and looked at the actions, it was kind of a, a big shift. But I think tied up with with that that idea, that guilt, that selfishness was this entitlement. Like I deserve this. Yeah. And I think that's probably a whole other conversation. But yeah, uh, yeah I just think that like, yeah, you you like we do. You know, and I'm not saying we all deserve to sit down and have our feet rubbed for half an hour every day or anything like that, but we we are allowed to say, I need this five minutes. Yeah, and I think need is, I, I, as people who've listened to the podcast know, I, I struggle with the word deserve and we've spoken about this in a, um, in a episode about entitlement. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we do have to look towards the word need and I really like the word you use the word restorative Mm. and I think that that's a really important thing I think if we just kind of make note of the little bits of our day that are restorative to us like so you know you might be working for a large corporate and you might get to go for a walk down to the post office you know someone might be looking around going who wants to go to the post office you might go oh I will because that gets me out of the office Mm. for five minutes and that might be just enough to just restore your spirit you know just give you a little boost and yeah I think look for those little opportunities in the day rather than looking to the whole you know if I don't get home and be able to have a bath for an hour with candles and bubbles and champagne (laughs) um, (laughs) then that's you know I'm not getting any me time in my day (laughs) like I think yeah, as you said, we've got to be realistic. But, yeah, I like the idea of looking for these little pockets of restoration during the day and you don't have to call it anything but just look for those little things and those are your little – those are the bits that are going to get you through and give you that little boost and just make you feel more – I look for the things that just allow me to feel like me and, and I really think that, that this is a large kind of – something that underpins what we talk about on this podcast a lot is giving people permission that it's okay to look for those things that allow you to be you because I find it is very easy to lose ourselves a bit in our work or let let things define us um let other people define who we are and so that's what I kind of look to my me time as the little things little tiny things I do each day just to remind me that yeah, this is who I am, this is me. Um, yeah, does that make any sense? <laughs> it makes heaps of sense. I really like that actually. It just flipped, it flipped me on its head. <laughs> like, it, it turned it from me, like it's all about me, 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 I'm so, so you know, central to everything and this is all very selfish to like, this is just who I am. Yeah. And, this is who, and this is just me yeah. being. Yeah. I'm just being me. And I yeah. think we don't get a lot of chance to just do that um and yeah I don't want to get too philosophy I don't want to philosophize here and um take this podcast you know for another 20 minutes but yeah I just want to yeah I really feel strongly that if we all really get that chance to be ourselves and 
be in tune with who we are, it gives us that opportunity to to see how you know what we're bringing to the world that's that's special and individual, and that allows us to then I guess be more of our best selves each day. But if we never ever get that time to really check in with who we really are, it, it's we do lose ourselves a bit, and I don't think. I don't think it's a good thing for the world to have a whole bunch of people who are losing that sense of who they are. I love it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag LetItBePod or uh, head over to LetItBe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.